Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as JC adjusts our levels, I'm going to keep talking like this, and then eventually I'm going to say, because you watched Wish Star Crash, Dr. Alan Barris, Michael Klink, and me, Michael Vanderpool, the hostess with the something. Most, the mostest. And that's that's JC. No yep. one cares about JC. That's fine. Oh, my. <laughs> we are here today to talk about a film, 1997? No, wait. No, whoa, whoa, 2015. Whoa. Oh, it takes place in 97 yes 2015 canadian yeah we and love, new zealand we love the canadians canadians are funny people <laughs> kids in the hall reference um dr alan barris picked this 2015 film no no, no this was clink's I choice did. this yeah. was clink's choice yeah yes wow, i endorsed clink's choice I did not. I sent you guys the trailer. You, usually, you pick movies that suck. I try to go for movies that suck. Well, this one didn't suck. I know. It, I, it feel, I'm, I feel. I feel bad. <laughs> it just disappointed me. In all honesty. <laughs> so, Clinker, Clinker, tell us the story. How did you? Why did you? What did you do to pick this film? Why did we watch Turbo Kid? Uh, well, last episode we watched Mad Max, and so I thought I'd look it up on the interwebs on uh, Amazon Prime, and from that they gave me all these other apocalyptic movies i was scrolling through and i saw turbo kid i'm like this looks interesting so i watched the trailer for it I'm like oh this looks kind of fun um and i was hoping it would be more like like uh italian spider-man Pastor, galaxy lords type quality i cannot believe you put those three films <laughs> together because those three things one of them is not like the other no one of them is not like the galaxy other. lords is not a real movie no it is not <laughs> it's video clips placed together somewhat coherently but it was also on amazon prime my movie's on Amazon Prime. doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> exactly. So I thought it'd be like this weird, fun kind of thing. Like, what the hell is happening? What's going on? Oh, my God. And then it was like an actual movie. And it was actually kind of fun. Was it, though? I thought it was fun. It's, it's like an R-rated Wally. Yeah, you're, you're saying that. So I watched it last night again. And I, the first part of the movie, I couldn't stop seeing it. And then it kind of went away after that. Right on. I can see that. So... I have a recap if you want. Well, yeah. Tell us a story, Clinker. Okay. I have it written down. Ready? This will be like the opening sequence when the exposition is delivered in this film via voiceover versus a crawl. Well, okay. The year is 1997. The world has come to an end and humanity is scattered, scavenging for food and supplies. Clean water is in high demand and controlled by one man. When one day, a boy... And a mystical robot friend will set out to end this reign of terror, murdering their way to the top. It's Turbo Kid. <laughs> you went like so deep to like, hey, mom. <laughs> that was like Peter Brady's uh, puberty <laughs> condensed. I, Remember that episode of the Brady Bunch? I don't. I didn't you watch never watched the Brady Bunch? Eh. Eh. Alan did. Alan knows what I'm talking about. Clink is a zygote. He is not going to watch <laughs> Brady hey, I watched Get Smart and Green Anchors and Dick Van Dyke Show and all those other old TV shows. Really? And how did you miss... Yeah, but those were all good. Yeah, well, no, not mm. Green Anchors. Green Anchors well, were really yeah, good. I know. It was entertaining. Dolby Gillis. The World According to Dolby Gillis. I didn't watch that. Just because Clink looks as old as the rest of you doesn't mean he <laughs> is as old as the rest of you. Surely gets a raise. <laughs> nice job, JC. Thank you. Two points, JC. I watched this movie. All, I hope so. All the way through first sitting. Hey. I haven't done that in a long time with any of these movies. Yeah, you didn't like this movie. I don't want to say that I didn't like it, but it's not like that interesting. 
it's not going to change your life. No. I mean, it's not that kind of movie. It's not like this is a cute little movie that you watch uh, as part of watching a bunch of other movies very similar to it. And it's got a few really good scenes in it that you'll remember. And then it's got a kind of hackneyed plot, which is fine because we're going to find that there's not really a lot of really genuinely like surprising post-apocalyptic plots. What can there be, right? I mean, after right. Planet of the Apes, spoiler alert, right, revealed that, whoa, what happened to the sound? That was wild. What'd you do there, JC? Work my magic. What, I'm are, just, you ta- what are you okay, talking about? That was sweet. I was just trying to be like Ro- Joe Rogan and talk to the producer. Oh, wow. um, Call me young Jamie. <laughs> when when in Planet of the Apes, right, it, the big reveal at the end is, oh my God, it was Earth in the future. Um, yeah, that was kind of all you could ever do with an apocalyptic yeah. movie. The Village. What about the village? Is there a village in this movie? No, I'm saying the movie, The Village. I've never seen it. M. Night Shyamalan? I don't like him. I know. I don't like him. <laughs> but, Sign- Signs was a great movie until they showed that stupid ass alien. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, what is this nonsense? Couldn't it have all been in the priest's head? That would have been more fun if it had all been in his head. I find things, Spoiler alert. if they're in people, if they're in the characters' heads, it's more interesting than like Harry Potter. I've been listening to the books. And if Harry Potter were just to go, quote unquote, go to Hogwarts, but he's actually going to a, a school for the criminal, criminally insane or whatever. Mm, yes. And everything that he's been doing is in his head. It's that like would that, be more interesting. Like community. Yeah. Remember the episode where they go to the psychiatrist and he's, they're in the <laughs> asylum? That to me was the pin, pin, yeah. pinnacle moment of that. I'm like, that's what's actually the reality. Mm-hmm. Just watched that last week. It was fantastic. Alan, have you seen that one yet? Have you watched I have Community at all? I've not seen any of Community yet. I've not oh gotten my gosh. to it. You should watch it. So we're going to do a Community. I'm stuck on Cobra Kai right now. Oh, yeah, so. that's good stuff too, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JC had to mute for what he just called you, Alan, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> You've had Alan in class, correct? You've I been did. in Alan's class? or Oh, oh yes. It was yes. fantastic. So Alan, just so he has actual experience, he said you were Chang. <laughs> Which he doesn't understand what that is. He doesn't know what that is. Not there yet. He's the he's the guy that I sent the clip of of where he acted like he was dead and he came in and said I could never die and then he went out with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, sorry, we we've gone on a tangent, but what movie? I'm certain I'll agree with you eventually. Turbo Turbo Kid Kid takes place in 1997. Yes. Uh, It begins with a voiceover, quick little setup. Almost is that exactly what you read, or is that your version Uh, of that? Because it was sounded pretty darn close. I I wrote that like two minutes before I came in. Because I forgot I needed to write something. Nice job. <laughs> um, the protagonist, I don't even know what his name is. The kid? Kid. Turbo Kid. Somebody Monroe. It, Monroe? His name is Monroe something or other. I don't know. I don't have my Wikipedia in front of me or my I MDB. I think. Yeah. Not, not, no, his, the actor's name. Oh. Yeah, the actor's yeah, name. Um, he is a scavenger. Yes. So he's got Ray Ray tendencies as well. Uh, yeah, I saw the Ray thing, yeah. especially when he took the stuff to the the guy, and that he got is his... so descriptive. <laughs> he took the stuff <laughs> to the guy. That's all you need to know. He took the stuff to this guy, and this guy gave him rations of water, just like uh, Ray took pieces of stuff to the big guy who actually yep. was played by Simon Pegg, um, and got rations of food. It's the right. same thing. Yes. JC is here pretending I don't have a cell phone. I could do that myself if I cared to. I, I Thank know, you. but you're busy. I love you. I love how much you try to help. He's such a good helper. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're like you're, an elf. I feel like you're genuine about that, but you're also kind of patting him the head, like good job. I am condescending and appreciative at the same time. He it's did an just call him an elf. That is <laughs> I mean, you've seen what he looks like. Wow. 
He makes fun of my big nose all the time. If it's that big, somebody has to. <laughs> anyway, um, so the bike, that's the first thing I noticed because the opening sequence, right? The, it's basically setting up that this guy's a scavenger and he's got a bike and it's a dirty dead world. There's skulls and corpses all over the place. So mm-hmm. that, and I, I should, we should stop there. This thing was shot amazingly well. This thing looks beautiful. The costumes, the set, like this film, I don't know what they spent. Uh, The soundtrack. Oh yeah. The soundtrack is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They, this, they spent a lot of money. I couldn't find what they actually spent, but I did go to box office mojo. And I think this film only made like 60 K in theaters. Oh, it was less than a hundred K in theaters. It was in theaters for 13 weeks and made less than a hundred K. In theaters in America or Canada? In the world. Oh, wow. Maybe Canadian, Maybe it's Canadian dollars. So maybe it was like a $15 trillion film, <laughs> but I don't know what the Canadian conversion rate is. I haven't gabbled in Canada in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but the soundtrack rocks. Oh, my first WTF moment. And I only had a few because this film, again, it was... It was just there. This film is just there. Yeah. Right? Um, My first WTF moment, though, was myself. Uh, at the very beginning of it, the soundtrack is playing and then halfway through that, whatever I'm like, you know what? They should have done this. They should have made this a diegetic sound, like something actually in the film. Non-diegetic is where it's like a score and diegetic would be from it's coming from the radio. And then immediately after it is the tape recorder that does it. I'm like, wow. And then when it died, like they, it was really interesting because I've never seen it done exactly in that way where it starts external becomes internal and then dies. They did that with, uh, Tarantino did that with, um, I want to say with uh, Pulp Fiction where they were playing the music and then he changed the song. I think it was Bruce Willis before he hits Sphinx Rames towards the end of the movie. Yes, I think you're right. But that's the only other one I can think of. I mean, it's it's happened before. Oh, yeah, definitely. But but I think there was a, that was, this is going to be sad, but that was the most interesting thing in this film for me. (laughs) If it were shot differently, I think certain parts, like the 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 part where uh, Apple goes starts going through his stuff. Who is Apple? Apple is the robot lady, the oh, whimsical friend, Pixie Zelda girl. Yes, uh, yes. We're going to talk a lot about Apple here because uh, for me, she is uh, she is the interesting part of this. Movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Did you because see she is a parody of the manic pixie dream girl mm-hmm. at the same time as actually being a manic pixie dream girl. So she's all that's good in the world. <laughs> she's always happy. She's just being well, a friend. Yeah. She's and full she can, of joy. She can murder people if she needs to, but <laughs> and the hero's reaction to her is absolutely it, it's like it, it made me laugh out loud it was the fact that he was instantly terrified of her as soon as he sees her talking to her previous friend yes which like, is a corpse yes that's yeah. amazing yes. <laughs> that is exactly the appropriate response but there are some parts where if so some of it had me thinking of uh like an anime uh type thing where yeah. If a certain character is going through things, like you have a shot of them going through something, and then you, uh, what is that called when you take another shot? But it's like a quick shot or something. Cutaway, Cut, B-roll. But where oh. where it, they're going through something, and then the, like a split second later, they're in a different part of the room going through something. Split second later, they're oh, going, like jump cuts. Jump cuts. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Where there were if there were a bunch of jump cuts like that, I think that would be more uh, a comical. If if when she were doing that, maybe, but kind of really. Uh, Amping it up with her, I think. Everybody else being shot normally, but with her, it's uh, amped up to 11. I think that would be a little bit more interesting. 
because it's a slow film. A little bit. I think it's slow. It's self-contained. Most of the films we're going to see, I think, as part of this, most of them are going to have at least slow chunks. Because you're setting up that that desolate world, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Or dying world, whatever it is. So usually in that it's not going to be a robust active city. I'm I'm positive there are probably a couple exceptions, but for the most part, I, I find that apocalypse movies, they're at least gonna take their time at some point. Like Star Because Wars. one of the main themes is loneliness, and you can't do lonely quick. Well, some of us can. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but it's not a dirty. <laughs> uh, that deserves two claps. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah. I wrote down soundtrack rocks. So clink, oh, there you yeah. go. Point for clink. Yeah, rocks. Clink, I'm still winning. I have two points. For what? I don't know, but he gave me two. Oh, okay. All right. I have another WTF moment that's not actually in the film. Okay. Mm. Michael Ironside. Go check out his Wikipedia page. The photo that they used for his Wikipedia page is... It's intense. It's interesting that that was the one that was chosen. But Michael Ironside has been in everything. Oh, yeah. I love all things. Uh, He is one of my favorite uh, bit part guys. He's never the star of anything, but he's he's one of those supporting heavies in lots of stuff. I think it's funny, Alan. uh, His early roles, like one of his names is supporting heavy. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And that's his job. Yes. There's a He's part... the menacing dude who's either like the henchman of the good guys in some cases, who's the intense guy who uh, he's uh, he plays the equivalent of a domestic terrorist in uh, V mm. uh, in the original v? miniseries. Oh, the miniseries. Uh, okay. He's a ham, if I remember right, is his character, and he's and it's younger Ironsides, but he's really intense in it. And then he's the he's one of the villains in Total Recall. Um, That's right, he is. He yeah. plays the grizzled uh, sergeant uh, and former history teacher in Starship Troopers. Yes. He's in Top Gun? He's, He's in Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah, I don't remember where... where Everybody's in Top Gun. Don't be surprised, <laughs> Blink. But with the Total Recall thing, he's not really a villain. He's more of a, a victim. Because that's his wife. <laughs> I'm so confused. His voice got higher again. Yeah. He, he does, I, I do that I, when I'm trying to be JC. You'll go through it someday. <laughs> Anyways, there, there's a part in this, and this going back to Turbo Kid, there's a part in this where he takes two hammers and he duct tapes them together, which yeah. is kind of crazy and kind of weird. But uh, have you guys watched Scrubs at all? Eh. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a character on there called the janitor, and he's pretty much like a car, oh, cartoon yes. character, pretty yes. much. Uh, he makes up his own stuff. Anyways, there's one part where he had a uh, wrench and he duct taped a knife to it. And he goes up to the doctor and goes, knife wrench, you know, for kids. <laughs> and that's what it immediately uh, reminded me of that. Speaking of Zach Braff, this film reminded me of Garden State as well. Yeah, uh, you were saying that. Yeah, just I don't know. And it's been a while since I've seen Garden Sorry. State. But like that little bit of, uh, oh, geez, what do we say? Oh, wait, we were talking about a movie. Sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> I like Garden State. I can't believe the most boring movie we've watched and I didn't fall asleep during it. What is wrong with me? That is weird. Yeah. Would you like to list now or later? I'm back to zero points. Clint. Yes. Yeah, you are. Good job. So do you guys, Alan, do you have any WTF moments? 
Uh, I don't have any WTF moments because any of my WTF moments were planned by the movie. Uh, it's not, nothing's accidental here for me. Um, the stuff that I really liked, um, number one, I love seeing Michael Ironsides working again. Uh, he looks like 20 miles a bad road, but I should look so good at his age. Um, the over-the-top fighting and just like the like the the gore that doesn't fit the A's movie uh setting at all but right. unlike uh galaxy lords i found it to be actually a big plus of the movie i thought it kind of worked yeah uh, and it also kind of was a nice contrast to, you know, Apple's surface niceness that she also um, uh, thoroughly sticks to the lessons of Cobra Kai. Yes. Specifically the strike hard strike or strike first strike hard show no mercy is, well, yeah, that's that made me happy. Did you guys watch the uh, prequel music video I shared with you earlier? Today? I did yeah, it was actually, awesome. and yeah. I really liked yeah. it. I actually think I liked it better than the movie. <laughs> I, I did too. Yeah, I've got a quote from that that I love. Actually, two quotes because she does uh, Apple when she fights the guy in the prequel thing. She yeah. she does with the eyes, throat, and groin. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. On the eyes, throat, genitals. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Alan. Alan is always better with the readings than I am. So. Uh, but I've got a quote from that, which is um, the prequel. There's a so this movie Turbo Kid, they are going to do a sequel supposedly. Um, really? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, but what they did is they released an eight minute music video ish type thing uh, that is a prequel that kind of sets up where um, Apple comes from. And one of her quotes when she runs into the big bad and walks up to him to shake his hand and she. He rips off her hand and and because Apple's a robot, cyborg, whatever. Uh, she says, "Friends don't dismember friends." <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is of course ironic because she has just dismembered her friend by <laughs> trying to pick him up. <laughs> her, cor her corpse friend, who she yeah. was hanging out with for a while. But yeah, so if you've seen Turbo Kid, go Google Turbo Kid, and you'll find the music video ish Short. type prequel thing. That Short, was yeah. fun. Yeah. Yep. I have a quote. Fabulous, Clint. Do, do you have quotes at all, Alan? Or uh, I got a couple, if I remember right. So okay. go ahead. All right, I only have one. Um, just because civilization is over doesn't mean we can't act civilized. Oh, I thought that was kind of weird. That will not work for the <laughs> subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> no, it will not. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll get we'll get ones that will. <laughs> Here's here's my another quote from Pixie Zelda Girl, who I think was my favorite. Oh yeah. I didn't like anybody yeah. else in this. This is my weapon. This is my gnome stick. <laughs> yes. When she builds her, her weapon delivery is yes. really good. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would love to see her as Princess Zelda in Never mind. I'm putting my pen down. Okay. Should I clap there? <laughs> Probably. Oh, I'll put the droid sound in, it'll be fine. Thank you. But you're not okay. <laughs> I'm far, far from okay. Alan, what are your quotes? <laughs> All right. So uh, your manly bubble is really comfortable. <laughs> oh, yes. When, uh, when, um, oh, geez. The kid learns about social dis distancing from uh, yeah. 
from the character who I, I've affectionately termed Indiana Dundee. Uh, Indiana yeah. Dundee, sorry. Yes. Um, uh, yes, he is Frederick the Arm Wrestler. Yes. Uh, so he, Frederick the Arm Wrestler, who talks like Paul Hogan, looks like Indiana Jones, um, teaches the kid to keep his distance. Six feet, arm's length. He's really got a problem with that, too. Because then later on, he's relieving himself when the guy is next to him and he pushes him away too well, yeah, yeah yeah but people standing next to you when you pee it's kind of weird i know i don't even do that at the ballpark remember you ever go to the, the ball game and at the troughs yeah, yeah. you know that you know about that jc did you ever pee in a trough <laughs> when i was six years old yeah at the county fair uh-huh he remembers it oh god then. that's terrifying yes <laughs> legitimately one of the more scarring experiences <laughs> of my, my life. yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, that's great. You're right at eye level, too. It's just bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I'm so confused. He's oh, when you're six, you're six. Yeah, and uh, you're yeah. at the trough. Oh, Jesus. We might have to cut all this out, too. I, no, we're not cutting any of this out. <laughs> it's No <gold>. circumcisions. <laughs> so, since we've, bro- since we've, since we've broached uh, or, or beaten down the decency wall, how come he didn't have sex with this robot? He, because she's a robot. She nah. she threw up on him. Yeah, but yeah, still, she's kind of psychotic too. Yeah, that's There's even that matter, issue. <laughs> she would. She seems very jokery. Where she'd kill you with a smile on her face. But isn't oh, yeah, that a great yeah. way to go? <laughs> like he's a scavenger <laughs> eating rats. Deal. He's a scavenger who's eating rats or trading rats for water. His life can only get better if a sexy robot if just she's, kills him. Well, if she's a friendship droid, then she's probably not anatomically correct. Just like Galaxina. Mm, I'd still try to figure it out, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another cool character I really liked, and I liked how they, they played him. I don't... Well, I, I don't okay. okay. Um, was the skull guy. The guy with the, oh, the skull uh, mask? Uh, Skeletron. Skeletron. Actually, oh, a the guy from Temple of Doom. Thing. Okay. His, his outfit looked like the one guy from Temple of Doom. Oh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. okay. But he, the way that he um, pantomimed everything, because he didn't have any lines yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. But he did really well at being kind of menacing and kind of unhinged. And I liked how he, he played his part. It was nice. And uh, he highlights another thing that I ended up really liking about this. And that's that everybody rides bikes. Yeah. That, like that the adults too. are yeah. all riding bikes. I was originally thinking, oh, it's just going to be Turbo Kid who's stuck on the damn bike. But no, everybody's riding them. But, the only thing I am sorry we were denied is the sight of ancient Michael Ironsides riding a bike. <laughs> the yes. idea that he would have been just been riding this little <laughs> thing along the, the wasteland would have been awesome. But no. That reminds me. They spare too. him that indignity. <laughs> That remind me of uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where uh, the act, the actual movie couldn't afford all those horses, so yeah, they used yeah. the coconuts to act the like coconuts. horses, and so they bang two t- coconuts together. We've all seen it, Clink. Have you seen it? I've seen it. You said you didn't see it. I've seen that movie. When? Lots of times. Really? Yeah. I, Actually, I, yeah, I, have, I put on a lot. Me. Right? I, they do that I, in there. I, I feel like it's we've talked a about this. Wound. I feel like we talked about no, this. I've watched and it. You have, okay, anyways. Not a huge fan. But the point is, bikes are cheaper than cars. And they don't run on gas. And they don't run on gas. And they're cool in an 80s way. And one of the things that this movie is riffing on, and thanks IMDb for highlighting the early music choice, uh, apparently the 
the one non-electronic, non-laser uh, hawk sounding song that's in the movie is apparently a song called Heart of Thunder from the movie Rad, which was a yet another BMX movie. Nice. So uh, yeah. the one that I had in mind kind of is one of the possible inspirations on this was BMX Bandits which mm-hmm. if i remember right i'm trying to remember i think it's young nicole kidman who's in that one weirdly enough and uh there's another movie that i sent the uh trailer to um to you guys right before we started up it's a uh, motorcycle it's a teen motorcycle movie called uh city limits and i'm thinking they're kind of riffing on that too just a little bit i've only uh started to read ready player one and had to put it down because in the first five pages, he tries to shove every freaking single 80s reference that he can run. Right. Oh, I'm, there are more throughout the whole thing. I'm sure. And I haven't seen the movie either. And I started to try to read Andromeda or whatever his follow-up book was. Couldn't even get past a few pages of that. But this seems like the movie that Ready Player One wanted to be, even though I haven't seen Ready Player One. Like, it doesn't beat you over the head with the nostalgia, but it's all there. Ready Player One. It's obviously all there, yeah. Ready Player One. Beat you over oh, the head, 100%. yeah. The book and the movie. That's definitely. why I couldn't finish reading the book. I'm like, dude, I get it. You like the '80s, but it's it's throughout the whole thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. Then, twenty four. Okay. <laughs> um, if you had to pick a decade in which your if you were making a movie, uh, apocalyptic movie, you had to pick a decade in which the movie took place or a decade's future in which the movie take place. So like the fifties future would be fallout. If, if that makes sense, which one would you pick? So would you pick like the fifties where it was kind of nice and curvy and shiny and then it kind of all into pot or would you pick like the seventies, which was already kind of dirty and then just went even dirtier. The eighties where it was kind of shiny and neon and now it just kind of got dirtier and, and less nineties. What? I'm going to go with the 70s simply because I could then use the music from the 70s. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'd be split between the 80s and 90s because I'm a big fan of cyberpunk stuff. And cyberpunk uh, did not, like, it did not happen. And it it is also a retrofuturistic movement now in a lot of ways. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Maybe the '90s. Did you just ask us a question that you wanted to answer yourself? Well, I yeah. thought well, we went around. Okay, go ahead. See, fine, I won't answer. That's fine, no, it's whatever. That's exactly I'll, what he did. I'll keep going. <laughs> no, go. Because you all just uh, kept looking at me like I was supposed to answer, so I did. Clink. Ooh, and now clink, I'm in trouble. Clink. I've got something. I wrote this down. <laughs> at the end of the first act. So this this movie is really really good. Like with with the beats and everything, right? Um, whole uh, save the cat beating and yeah yeah it, it, it's yeah. very sid fieldy yeah. like standard plot development establishing the characters and the, the girl gets uh kidnapped at the end of the first act and she yells run run and the boy takes off on his bike like a little chicken shit and i'm like ooh, that's jj abrams threw a distraction up hey don't pay attention the girl yelled run run so even though you're a boy and should probably try to defend sexual stereotypes or defend and save the girl you just go run off like a scared little chicken well because at that point they had become almost kind of friendly like he leaned in they had a little almost kissing weird thing like he actually expressed some affection for her and now he's just going to leave her to some 
Guy wearing an A&W shirt? There were shirt? two of them, though. There were two guys, and it's just him. He's not a fighter. We haven't seen him fight at all. But he built his little hammer chisel flippy thing. Yeah, but if you notice, he used that on the rat and not anything else. The rat that got him good first? <laughs> yeah. All I know is... The wound healed pretty nicely. Yeah. So <laughs> at the very beginning, I thought that that was going to be, oh, wow, that's infected. And his yeah. whole face was going to start getting crazy. But it seemed like that wound and other wounds were the passage, showed the passage of time. Yes. Because this movie goes by really quickly. And if you, if you don't really think about it, it could be like a day or two. Yes. But right. the way that the wounds are being healed, it's more like a few weeks, it seems. Yes. Must have had some Neosporin because in the dirty freaking desert, wherever they were, that does not happen like that. But run, run, said J.J. Abrams, and we didn't think about it too closely. <laughs> oh, J.J. Abrams. I hate you, J.J. Right? I want my Star Wars back. Yep. I want my Star Trek back. Me too. Don't, What's next? Don't judge us. You know what this is like? Here, this is what... Oh, so, you guys know how TV works, right? Especially, like, talking head political BS TV, right? I got one guy on one side and another person on the other side, and I'm in the middle. I'm going to say, hey, what about this? And then they all fight each other? Yeah. Okay. I was watching CNBC once where you had two people who are on totally opposite sides of the, the political or, or of the issue. And uh, I think it was one of the hosts threw out a question, and they both actually agreed on it. Okay. And it was the most boring TV I've ever seen in my life. Because, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. And then the host just sat there. Because you got cricket mm. noises? I do, actually. Well, stop looking no. at your phone and play the cricket noises. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> because this movie, I think there's a lot to talk about, but not in the ways that we've talked about the other movies, because this one is actually exactly decent. That's why I feel bad for picking it now. Yeah, you suck, Clink. Right? But then I chastised you for picking Galaxy Lords, so I'm just never happy. <laughs> Welcome well, to the. I of... wanted to pick Galaxy Lords, and I was hoping this would be another Galaxy Lords. But you're disappointed, right? How bad actually? And I will point Galaxy. out that for the record, Clink did not select Galaxy Lords. That would be you, Vanderpool. <gasps> oh, did I? Oh, really? Yes, you I don't remember set this at all. our initial list. Oh shoot! Yeah, the plot thickens <laughs> in a world. Well, I mean, honestly, this was. I didn't watch it. And what you guys are saying is it's not that bad of a movie. So, so it's oh, kind no, of it's, I, I, I oh, found it very entertaining. Receding I, hairline or something. Well, <laughs> anyways, this is an audio podcast. And um, as far as everyone else knows, Clink has a full head of hair. Thank you. <laughs> and I, uh, I can't say certain things to students, apparently. So I'm not going to. Yes. Um, I wonder if this thing, I think it, it should have won some awards. If they would, if they submitted it to any film festivals, I don't know. Yeah. Check out the, uh, their homepage. Because like cinematography was phenomenal, mm -hmm. the the costuming oh was awesome, dude. It was nice, yeah. And now we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently it was supposed to take place in a desert, but it was raining because it's Canada. So they had to make the pot. Is that uh, the how the song goes? What? Blame the rains down in Canada. <laughs> yes, that okay. is how the song goes. No, so they had to make the puddles green to make it look all uh, nastified, I guess. Really reasonable. All right, that that's yeah. a good workaround. So I I think they did a pretty good job. The only problem I had was the reveal spoilers because this is actually a fairly new movie. So I I don't know if I want to spoil. Press pause now. Go watch it and then press unpause when you're done. Exactly. Uh, at the end, when the um, when Michael Ironside's character becomes like it's shown that he was a robot. Yeah. It's kind of a dumb reveal, I thought, because they didn't really build up to anything and. 
It wasn't like it tried to be. I mean, was that just a Blade Runner nod, kind of, sort of? Kinda. It wasn't enough of one to 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 uh, like make it an obvious obvious homage, but uh, it. Uh, I mean, it uh, it's it was there. Well, it, <laughs> it did explain why Michael Ironside is so uh, damn resilient. However, so at least there's that. It does make him harder to kill. Well, and I guess one of the driving factors in this universe is the um, the lack of water. Yes, but that didn't right. feel like it was. It, it just didn't feel like this movie really had any main driving thing anything driving the plot it's not in the sense that water is a plot point all the way through and like and is like the entire point of the thing ultimately uh it's a little plot thing they mentioned at the beginning it's a little plot thing they mentioned at the end and it never comes up in the middle yeah and there's a part even where it makes sense but it's not big yeah but there's a part even when they revealed that the water is made of humans oh it is and it's just close yep. you saw it twice eh, did i though <laughs> Jeez. but they, they, they oh, revealed yeah. that yes you're right i now i remember now that was a soylent green joke yes. yeah exactly it was i know and even the cereal that she pours is soylent green cereal yeah. but the, yeah thanks imdb i never would have caught <laughs> i never would have either <laughs> so the but the point is uh it seems like that could have been a little bit more of a, oh my God type point instead of a, eh, it's still good. Th- I'll drink the water. <laughs> I think this is what's really interesting and amazing about like making movies in Hollywood in general. You can have a really, re- I'm going to say that this is a really good movie. Cinematically, it looks good. The script holds up. It's a good movie. It's got, I think, phenomenal acting yeah. in all honesty. Made sixty thousand dollars at the box office. Like, That's what do you got to do? Yeah, like it's like so making movies is so hard because even when you make a good one, that's the easy part. Getting somebody to watch the dumb thing is the hard part. You sound well. Bitter. There is a possible explanation too. Uh, they might have just made it for the festival circuit and then expected to go DVD or uh, or pay per view or make a nickel for every twenty views on Amazon like I'm making. Right. Yes, I mean, I am bitter, Jesse, God knows there's you. piles of movies doing that on Amazon yes. right now. So I'm excited because Alan, you gave me. I wasn't sure what movie I was going to pick, but you you locked it down for me just now. Oh, okay. What? what oh what no. I'm am gonna, I going to regret this? I'm going to pick Dune. I've never seen that. And is I want to okay? see it. Okay, Alan, does that qualify as? That's another. All right, role, or is this going to be the? This is going to be the David Lynch version, right? Well, there's only one yeah. right now, right? No, there's a mini series. No, oh, really? This, this would okay. be the 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 film, because I saw it 30 years ago. But is it too much sci-fi and not enough? You're the one that said uh, aliens Dune aren't a thing. Is weird in that we can. I'm positive we can make an argument for it being an apocalyptic movie. Uh, it is definitely one of those like you're right on the edge of something momentous happening in the world kind of things, which is evinced by the fact that the books keep on going. Um, I think you can. I I I think you can get away with it. Well, we'll try it, and if it fails, then you guys make fun of me, and then the then podcast, you can apologize. The podcast is better. Just yes. Sweet. I have a question. You can ask a question. Do robots have souls? Okay, God equals E equals MC squared is what I believe. Therefore, energy would be in that formula would be the soul. So if there is energy rolling through that robot's circuits, then that is the robot's soul. Because at, yes. at the end of the movie, there's a new star that happens because she quote unquote dies. Have you not seen iRobot? Plunk, yeah. Plink. Well, uh, yeah. It has a soul. 
Robots does he though? They have, is the consciousness, but not a soul. There's a difference. Debatable. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> also, uh, if there's a if there's a droid or a a, a robot or a s- whatever, anyways, uh, Michael Ironside's character, he is programmed to implement what is it? Implement and enforce f- uh, corporate policy. When does that ever need a giant laser that comes out of his hands and his mouth to shoot out? Like Robocop? I, how is... I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> listen. Listen, Shirley. You make the big bucks. You make us sound sexy. Nobody can do that. I just make you sound less awful. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's sexy to some people. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of upset because I didn't get finished watching this film this morning again. Um... You didn't finish watching this film again? No, because I watched it the other night. I only got through the first act this morning, and then dumb stuff happened this afternoon. Like, people stole chairs from me and things like that. <laughs> Some stuff happened. Do you have any more questions for us? I don't think so. Since this is your movie? It's not my movie. I mean, we agree. This is. There, I mean, there's there's no discussion. It's an apocalyptic... Apo- it's an apocalyptic movie that's actually done fairly well, so it's not as interesting as, say, Star Crash, that was done so, rather okay, but also kind of crazy. Well, I think if we... Oh, so let's let's talk a little bit, and then we'll wrap up, because, dear God, nobody's even listening anymore. Um, compare it to Mad Max a little bit, because Mad Max, we, 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 we did last week, and that was kind of like our um, baseline for what we were going to talk about, right? Uh introduction of the main character completely different right Mm -hmm. we're mad max here we get the little glimmer of his boot and his glasses and he's going to be sexy and mysterious and tough and this character is just like he's really what what word can i say right now that's not going to get me in trouble he's gawky he's He's a teenager yeah these things you know yes this is a a coming of age movie to a certain extent a very awkward teenager yeah that's how teenagers are they're awkward Speak for yourself. <laughs> I was this cool when I was a teenager, too. Oh, my. I was not at all. I was this tall, 155 pounds, and had more pimples than... I'll stop there. So, mm. what other comparisons do we can we make to uh, Mad Max? Well, it's... society is... Well, we'll have to extend this to the Road Warrior, which, again, is the real beginning of like the post-apocalyptic stereotype movie in lots of ways. Um, the world's over, uh, pretty much, uh, people are surviving. There's still something of a society, but not, but it's all messed up and it's very small communities and there's lots of like petty tyrants that are running things. There's no like overarching state or anything like that. So there's that, um, survival is a big thing like recycling things using stuff that's left mm-hmm. over from the previous civilization is a big deal oh it's got a guy from new zealand which is close to australia is he wearing tight leather pants i don't remember Gibson. actually he has a leather jacket on and a hat but i don't remember if he has so we've got indiana dundee that is the mentor to the kid kind who, of who was mad max's mentor was it the uh the scarf, awesome dude with the, 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 the scarf and the mustache guy. Yeah, <laughs> except he's not a very good mentor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're running away. Let me know how it goes. I may come with you. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was actually closer to the curmudgeon police captain who eventually yells at the hero that this is not his personal war or something like that. Which is what 
Riggs gets when he moves to Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Another thing I kind of wanted to see out of this movie is they made up the every actor that has a mask on, like even when we first meet Ironside's character, he has a mask on, like a, a Roman mask. He takes it off yeah. so you can see his face. We see that for every single character except for the skull guy. So at the end, I wanted the skull guy either to reveal that maybe he's his father or he's some other character that we saw before, or he's just an, a, a big name actor that they, that's all they can afford was just that one shot. <laughs> nice. Kind of like yes. uh, Deadpool 2 with uh, Brad Pitt where he's his character's invisible until spoiler. he gets shot. No, it's not a spoiler. I haven't seen Deadpool 2 yet. They all die at the end. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> Or in Deadpool one, where they staple Hugh Jackman's uh, uh, <laughs> cut out too. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, but I, I wanted some kind of review like that instead of what the character got. It, it's it's so if I were going back to my uh, Wally comparison, um, you know, Wally doesn't really Wally revisits the past in the idea of the plant as hope for the future, right? So so right. that that idea that in this film there are those flashbacks to Turbo Kid's parents. Um, which kind of try to set up the whole thing with Ironside's character. Yeah, I mean, but it just felt like I've seen it before. I've seen it it a thousand times before. Yeah, we've seen all of these before. It just it seems like as we're finding out about it, he is too, right? Which doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, like, what, is there any real impetus for his flashbacks? Or are they just happening because this is where it needs to be in the story? Yeah. Or should I'm, be in the story? Probably would have, I don't know, it might have been more interesting to have that at the beginning of the story. Mm. Oh, you want And then flash forward. Can you recut this for us, JC? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> can I get a raise? Well, it has long been my theory that as, uh, that young filmmakers can either make a good-looking movie or a well-written movie. Hmm. And uh, getting both together is that rare flash of genius that, again, only you have to get super lucky to get. Gen- yeah, I was going to say Night Shyamalan. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan, he, he shoots an amazing film. Like, I love the way he directs. But his films, the, the actual stories, the writing's not that yeah. good. Yeah. And that's true for a lot of directors throughout their careers. You yes. get one or the other. See uh, Avatar I think for Last a number of later directors, you can get both. Yeah. But right here, you're seeing people who are really good at making a good-looking movie. And the story's secondary. Mm-hmm. And that's story, fine. It's story, a visual medium. I would say story might be tertiary. Is that the word for third thing? Yes. yes. Yeah. Good job. Because, thank you. Well, style is more important in this case. And this is this is another issue we're going to get into with uh, with cult movies. And any movie that's that a, a lot of uh, like futuristic movies in particular, we get a really strong stylistic element, but not as much on story. This reminds me of Hobo with a Shotgun a little bit because right, the it's the same kind of movie. That's right? a good movie. Although Hobo with a Shotgun, it's got that oversaturated styling to it. Yeah, it's uber which, violence. And and the colors are oh, more saturated, color, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and and this, I think, that some of the nostalgia for the '80s in how they made it look was, it was too clean. Mm-hmm. Even though the world was dirty, it looked too clean. It would have been, might have been better if it was a little um, grainier, either grainier or like the colors Grittier? popped a little bit more. So you have like this desolate wasteland, but like his red helmet would pop more. 
So they yeah. just up the con- the, 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 the saturation, saturation yeah. a little bit. And just up everything to 11. If you're going to make a story like this, make make the Manic Pixie Dream Girl like crazy up to 11 and then shoot her a different way. Is this then... So uh, Sorry, uh, you're picking at your skin. I thought you were like can making I ask, another point. Can I ask a but question? Hold on a second. Because is, <laughs> is the failing of this film... Is the failing of this film the fact that the hero is just a boring, nerdy teenager? I mean... And we spend way too much time with him up front before he becomes... And does he even become... It didn't stop any of the other movies that have boring, nerdy teenagers yeah. at their center. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> whiny, whiny, nerdy, boring teenager. Yeah. Do I and have Scott to? And Scott Pilgrim's not terribly interesting. I mean, yeah. okay, the okay. movie version, yes. Of a movie like this. Yeah, the movie yeah. version, yes, not too interesting, but the comic book version, a lot well, better. A I'm just trying to think why I'm not like, wow, this movie's awesome. I mean, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I'm not saying this movie is like, you know, Back to the Future or anything. <laughs> oh, My standard for awesome is what I have enjoyed this at a at a all-night movie marathon. Would I have gone, hey, I really liked that one. It had some cool shit in it. Mm. Oh, so you mean with some some alcohol? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I don't really, Well, no. In some of those cases, I did have alcohol. But anyway. I have a question. So you had mentioned cult films, and that got me thinking about um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Is that... I've never seen that before, so I don't know. I, I kind of we're it. gonna watch Rocky at some point. Is Look, that... we should do a season of the stuff that we desperately want each other to see. Yes, we sure. have to do Rocky. We have to do Showgirls, Ice Pirates. Uh, <laughs> what is with you and Ice Pirates? I, I love Ice Pirates. That was such a great movie. We might be watching Ice Pirates before then. Yes, actually. but it, is Rocky Horror a pre-apocalyptic, or there was something happening with Apocalypse, right? Or was Not, it? Just, Rocky is a parody of 1950s uh, science fiction movies with a whole bunch of perversion topped on top of it. Okay. So like this movie added all the gore to an apocalyptic film. Yeah. Cause not all apocalyptic. I can't say the damn word. <laughs> I have not been drinking. I just can't say apocalyptic. Not all apocalyptic films have all uh, ultra violence in them. Do they? No. I mean, they, they might be implied, but it's not actually shown on screen like this. Uh, like, uh, like City Limits, for example, the the, the, the trailer I sent you. When, you. when you look at that, uh, the worst thing that happens in that is I think some people get shot at. Hmm. Uh, there's no gore in it. It's an eighty. It's an '80s crappy teen movie that is only uplifted by the fact that they threw a bunch of money at James Earl Jones to get him to be in. James Earl Jones is in this. Ooh, oh yeah, and he's uh, totally ignored and wasted oh, because uh, it's a terrible movie. I was featured on MST3K. It's uh, it's almost too boring for them, but then Kim Cattrall shows up and they get <laughs> they get like a entire lifetime of jokes out of Kim Cattrall. So pre mannequin Kim Cattrall. Yep. Ooh, okay. Mannequin? You ever see that? Yeah, but a long time ago. That was a good movie. Anyway, oh the 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 setting for the final fight. Looked a lot like the setting for Where's the Wasteland? Yeah, Same and that and, and that's pretty typical, though. Yeah, I mean, but even though it's not filmed the, the same, slaggy. yeah, it's not filmed in the same area of the world, but still, it looks familiar. You guys, have it's to... a quarry. It's it's some empty space where they can shoot. So, yeah. is um, Ironside's character? What was his name? I forget. Zeus. Not the Toe Collector, right? Oh, Zeus. Toe Collector was the guy from Mad Max. That would be Toe Cutter. Yes. Toe Cutter. Toe Collector. <laughs> toenail cl- toenail Clipper. I collect toenails. That's weird. Um, <laughs> is is Zeus, Michael Ironside, is he the, he's 
the second to last one to die again in this film, isn't he? Isn't there another henchman that dies after? I don't remember if they off Skeletron after I him or not. Skeletron. I thought he was before. I thought Skeletron was before. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, Zeus is last because they blew up and then um, she dies. Oh, and then he and, comes back because they, the big reveal and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But then they blow him up, he dies, and then she dies because, and then it's the flash of the in the sky, which I wanted to know if robots had souls because of that. Gotcha. They do. Obviously, I, robots have souls. Yeah. I thought, for, for whatever reason, I thought that this was another instance where the big bad actually died, doesn't die last, but I'm wrong. So, sorry. So this is an even better movie now because that happens, and unfortunately, it's not as interesting to talk about. Sad day. <laughs> Can I ask my question? Look, now? we're going to accidentally watch other good movies you, this semester, I'm sure. So yeah, you 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 have a, you have a question? I do. Okay, well, we'll keep talking until you forget. <laughs> it. Thank you. Let Shirley ask his question. Oh, jeez. Thank you. I don't I don't know. Like you guys have talked about this, and it doesn't actually sound like it's a bad movie. Oh, it's not. Do no, you think it was? It's actually a perfectly watchable movie. Was yeah. it made to be like, like Galaxy Lords, and was intended to be decent and just as trash, or were they trying to make a decent movie here, and it's just lack? Well, they were trying to make. They were trying to make a a fun festival movie. I think ultimately, I think they were trying to get their names out there as doing something that uh, is kind of cute. To be fair, though, Galaxy Lords was trying to, like, they were actually they actually thought they were actually doing something worthwhile and. Worth yeah, well, so did Paul Verhoeven with Showgirls. And so. so did Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> and so did and Tommy so. Wiseau. But I think this is... And one so of... did James Wynn with Birdemic and any number of <laughs> yes. others. Oh, this is going to be great for your career. I'll think about the exposure. Never to <laughs> act again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this movie, honestly, if it would have been worse, would have been better received. It's one of those blah movies that there's not going to be yeah. cult overnight multiple showings. No one's going to throw spoons at the screen at this thing, right? It's like, because you watch well, and you're like, yeah, they did it. That's a good movie. Yeah. Well, so, the most important thing for modern movie success, as far as like this kind of movie, is does it have a clip that is so stupid that it will go viral on YouTube? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no, it doesn't because it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't have that moment of, I don't know, I'm thinking, oh, in the movie Future Force, where David Carradine ends up beating up Robert Tessier, who we've talked about multiple times on this show, um, with a flying metal glove. <laughs> is that that is stupid. That yeah. ended up on YouTube and the MST3 guy, MST3K guys saw it and it ended up being run on Rift Rats. So again, it, is it dumb enough to get viral? Is how you become a success with a crappy low budget movie. How would you change this, this is, to make it bad enough to watch? What makes this movie bad enough to watch? Turning everything up to 11, I think, would make it bad enough to watch, but then also awesome to watch. I think the, the dialogue was good. But it wasn't necessarily memorable or campy enough to be. Yeah. Right. It's like, not Bruce there, Campbell. There's no, you're yeah. tearing me apart. There's nothing <laughs> like that. Right. There, so I think that's, that's a movie so bad. It's good. has to have some, some things to make fun of. There's nothing to make fun of in this movie. No, their, their, their success at making a good film is partially responsible for their lack of success at the box office. I think. Because if you walk out, if you see this movie and you walk out of the theater 
you're like, hey, was that a good movie? Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's not going to get word of the word of mouth to somebody who goes, you got to see it because it's so freaking stupid. If, if it didn't have all the gore, I think it could have been more of a, not a kid movie, but more of a younger audience. This, I agree there 100%. Because the gore, after a while, got stale for me. If they would have saved the gore to the very, very end where right, right. dude slices the top of that guy's head off and it spins because yes. he goes for eyes, throat. <laughs> the effects were amazing. Yeah. I thought, I mean, they, they, they were really good. But that would have had more of an impact than gore throughout the whole thing. And yeah. Right. But then if it would have had a younger audience in mind, then I think it would have gotten more because kids movies are okay. But look at like Ice Age movies or the Shrek movies Ooh. and they're not the best. But they're they're fun to watch and they're meh. What is he doing? I'm picking a movie. Oh jeez. Alan, have you seen the Ravagers? Wait, 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 wait. Pause here. So Alan gave you an assignment for we had two weeks. Yeah. Because we skipped last week. Yeah. He said, think about it before you come in. Don't just get put do it last minute. What are you doing? I'm scrolling through <laughs> Google search results right now, trying to find a film that Gives us something to talk about. I don't think Dune is going to do that for us. Oh, here's Are you movie. kidding me? <laughs> that movie is the awesome. It is a combination of awesome, blow your mind with, oh my God, that is so stupid. So we're going to go with the Ravagers then. <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll do Dune. You want to do Dune? Because there's a new Dune coming up. And then when we post this, it'll get lost in the search results. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Okay. And the new Dune, uh, the uh, the the uh, trailer for it looks really good, so I'm I'm on board. Oscar Isaac and isn't again, it? the Lynch version that's seared in my head. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just Dune. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so big. It's filled with dumb and awesome. This is hilarious, though. Like I'm looking at. Uh, so I did a Google search for apocalyptic films. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Uh, uh, which one? The first one. That's a bit one? of a stretch. The second Trans- one is Transformers: Galactus. Last Night, Avengers: Endgame. Yeah, Avengers: we, Endgame is. We talked about Avengers: yeah. Endgame being one. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. X Men. Which one? Uh, the Rogue Cut. What the heck is that? Days of Future Past. Oh yeah, that's okay, apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm an asshole. <gasps> Shoot. Wait, that's okay. You can say that. We don't have to clap. No. Can, what if I call you an asshole? Is that clappable? No. Do I have one? <laughs> then yes, you can call me that. <sighs> he taught, he learned that in my class. That's what's funny. <laughs> oh, for the love of all things good and holy, ladies there's and gentlemen, there's no phones and castles, asshole. There, there's a Rocky Horror Picture Show reference for you. Clink's like I've seen it clink, and I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's, That's one of the callbacks. Nice, you the cinematic. I know one thing where they say flip off the lights in the movie and you're supposed to actually flip off the lights. Like put your middle finger up to the lights and that's all I know. Like that's, when it's, it's Oh, that's funny. Look yeah, at that's interactive. Know. Look at Clink knowing things. That's all I know. How Clink that. is not on drugs, I don't understand it. He this seems... is Matt. This is naturally me. <laughs> you're an art teacher, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the fact that there's not joints rolled in his... Never mind. Anyways. <laughs> I'm just naturally like this. Don't be jealous. I am jealous. <laughs> I have to spin around 13 times to get as <laughs> fucked up as you are. <laughs> Art teachers need to be spacey. English teachers need to accidentally make their students listen to Bob Dylan at some point. We all have stereotypes. And design teachers say things like, if you look long and hard enough, everything looks like genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> 
That, no, that is true. That is true. There is a lie. sculpture on BG's campus. I don't know if you want to cut this, but it looks like from one side, it looks like one thing. And then the other side, it's a cocoon. Yeah. And the other side looks like another thing. Okay. Look, it's got both male and female genitalia if you look at certain sides. So it's an H.R. Geiger statue, except not interesting. Got it. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so it goes both ways. It is the 90s. <laughs> Wrap it up. Okay. I'm getting the cue from JC before the FCC comes and says F-U-M-V. Ooh, I feel like Robin Williams, except I'm alive. Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening, God bless you and may he have mercy on your soul. It has been me, Mike V. Do I go first or should I go last? I'll go first. You already went first. That's Michael Clink. Ayo. I, I say Ayo, whatever. Okay. Ayo. <laughs> Whoosh. And Dr. Alan Barris, the one that makes us credible. Incredible. And then JC Shirley, who is here just because I don't feel like editing this after the fact. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. You Did not- we learn anything? We almost forgot because this freaking movie was so blah. We almost <laughs> forgot if we learned anything real fast. 30 seconds. Click go. Oh, uh, I learned that robots have souls and that you should always look on the bright side of life. Oh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl looked on the bright side. We should have let him go last. That was really good. It's top of my head, dude. Alan, what about you? I learned eyes, throat, genitalia. <laughs> And I learned that if a sexy female robot were to uh, come out of nowhere and hang out with me and I was all by myself, I would have made some different choices than in this film. Yep. (laughs) I'm just going to keep clapping. All right. Hey, along those lines, we can watch Cherry, uh, Cherry 2000 later on. That sounds amazing. I don't know what that is. I'm. I'm. Gonna... It's another crappy post-apocalyptic movie with a sex robot. Everything's better with a sex robot, especially the sex. Bye, folks. But but bye. <laughs> <laughs>